frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Don't you understand, George? It's because you were not born. Film church. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Hello, and welcome to Film Church Radio. This is the podcast that treats cinema as a religion. It's Sunday. I'm Lewis. And I'm Robo Brandon. <laughs> we are here to talk about movies. Each week, Robo Brandon and I alternate picking a film for us both to watch and discuss. This week, I picked Robocop from 1987, directed by Paul Verhoeven. Um, after watching Last Action Hero last week, I didn't feel like I was ready to leave the over the top thrill ride action genre just yet. And this is a film that we have kind of toyed with a lot I feel like in the past it's come up when we've been you know thinking of films that we're going to pick so I decided that this was the time to do it before we reach episode 100 which is in seven episodes by the way um <laughs> but we would like to thank everyone that has been listening for the past 93 episodes including this one we really appreciate it all those episodes are streaming on all good podcast platforms so you can go back and listen and have a look and see if we talked about any of your favorite films um if we did give it a listen and let us know if you agree with what we said and um, we've talked about a lot. I mean, 93 films now, plus a few extras. So um, there's a lot there to choose from um, and a pretty eclectic range. So um, check them out. If you haven't seen them before, we recommend you watching them all as well. Um, there's nothing like watching great, great cinema. Um, you can find us on all social media platforms as well at Film Church Radio if you want to let us know what you think. Um, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, Spotify would really help if you want to listen on there. But Anywhere is good. Don't just get Spotify for us. You can listen anyway. Um, before we discuss the film, Robocop, what we do is we talk about other films we've been watching and we call it our hymn section. So we sing the praises of other films. It's, uh, I like it. <laughs> so, Brandon, <laughs> what have you been watching, my friend, other than uh, Robocop? A couple of things. Um, I rewatched Barbie. Yeah. And then immediately tried to see if there was going to be a good um, physical copy release coming out. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's just like a regular one, but nothing like nothing special. Yeah. So I might not buy it yet. I don't know. Because it'll probably be on, I mean, it's Warner Brothers. It'll probably be on Max, right? I would assume so. And I think that. I mean, if it it seems to be going a similar way to James Cameron's Avatar, just in that it's being it's in cinemas doing really well. They're going to put it onto streaming or like release, you know, a basic Blu-ray. But I have read that they're going to be re-releasing it in IMAX screens with like a behind-the-scenes clip at the end or something uh... like some extra special thing. Um, and then I assume after that, probably for Christmas, there'll be like a bells and whistles super special edition yeah sing-along version or something yeah <laughs> just to milk this cash cow as much as possible yeah because i mean i haven't experienced this yet but apparently there's just people going to see it just to post that they went to see it so that might continue to happen i was just like reading on reddit mm. a story of a couple who went to see it and uh the 
people next to them were just like taking pictures of the screen and talking the whole time. Gross. And it's like, why are you just why are you going to see a movie? Yeah. That's what you're gonna do. Yeah. It's so annoying. Yeah. It's like like I think it's just that whole culture of live reactions now. There was like a whole thing. Was I th- was it for the Flash or was it for something a bit earlier than that? I think it was a DC film. But the this guy had like someone recording him watching the movie. Yeah. And he was like screaming and shouting at the screen and stuff. And I was like, this is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Please stop this trend. Have you heard have you heard about uh there was like a viral TikTok um of at the end of Spider-Verse 2, mm. the one that just came out a few months ago. Yeah. That is, you know, remained in cinema has been one of the biggest movies this summer. Yeah. Uh someone made a TikTok where at the end of the movie when Miles is like revealing to his mother from another dimension dim- spoilers. Yeah. A mother from, his mother from <laughs> another dimension that uh that he's Spider-Man, he's like I have something to tell you. I'm Spider-Man. And then there's like, you know, there's a quiet moment at that point. And somebody in the audience is like, he's black. (laughs) (laughs) But now apparently people are doing that. Like, yeah. In like pauses. Yeah. In in the movie, because that TikTok became so, you know, viral. Yeah. Because like my little brother went and saw it, you know, the movie again. And somebody like screamed that in the theater. It's just like, oh my god! I know. Gross. No. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Only watch movies at Alamo Draft House. Yes, please. You'd get kicked out for that. <laughs> so Do they sure. have Alamo Draft Houses over there? No. The the cinema <laughs> the, <laughs> the the choice of cinema chains around me is pretty minimal. I mean, I was telling yeah. my dad today because there's we've got like so there's two big. Not to go into too much. There's two big light chains. There's Odeon, and then there's Cineworld, which is similar to Cinemark. Um, okay. And we've got an Odeon near us, and me and Chelsea signed up for the like unlimited pass, so you can go as many times as you want. Like, yeah. Once you pay a fixed price or whatever. But they only show very mainstream films. Um, yeah. Apart from the odd Tuesday night where they may have like a classic coming back. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, Cineworld, is a little bit more expansive, but it's not like it. I don't. It's just you know, it's kind of foreign language films, and then like new releases that stick around a bit longer. And hmm. um, we have got like some independent stuff, but they're so far away. It's you know, yeah, fifty minutes drive away. Um, wow. So like tonight, for example, like Tokyo Story is being re-released in England as part yeah. of like an Ozu season. And they're showing it like an hour away, and I'm like, I really want to go, but it's on at like yeah. ten past eight, and I was like, I don't think I can figure that out. Yeah. So yeah, the choice isn't great. I miss Alamo. Alamo is probably the one thing I miss the most. Yeah. It's like a really good cinema. Chain. Before all the people, before all the. <laughs> yeah, like Alamo is that important to me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> so I'm guessing there's no, uh, none none of those cinemas like enforce. Um, I mean, I I guess no. some people enforce yeah. 
I guess some regular cinemas they'll they'll sometimes tell people to be quiet if if you complain, but it's not like yeah. Alamo where you can just write it on a piece of paper and then yeah. I did um, have a good experience with Barbie though. There was yeah. So we went pretty soon after it was out, and it was like a full auditorium, and there was a guy that was like four or five rows from the back, and I think he was with his kids and his wife, so like all together, and like halfway through, he just got his phone out and was just like scrolling, but the brightness was up. And I was like, that's a bit annoying. I was about to say something. And the woman, like, three rows back just shouted, can you turn your brightness down? And he, like, put his phone away, and that was, like, the end of it. But I was like, it's, you know, nobody came in. He was on it for, you know, a good five minutes before anyone yeah. said anything. So. <laughs> UK unite. I know. I always feel like it's just adding a second disturbance there if you shout something. Yeah. Well, yeah, because for that the whole five minutes, you're thinking, should I get up? I know, yeah. Should I, should I go do yeah. something? Yeah. But, Instead of, like, watching the movie. Yeah. But, and then yeah. somebody finally gets up and says something, and you're like, thank God. I'm really yeah. glad they did that. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just takes up too much brain <laughs> space yeah. when you're supposed to be watching a movie. Plus, you know. I spent the last eight years in Texas, and you never know who's armed <laughs> in Texas. So mm. I think I'm still in that mindset of yeah. like, is this going to turn into an argument? I don't want to be a part of that. Oh, I guess was that so? You watched Barbie? Uh, it no, it was in England, in Texas. It oh, was it wasn't. But okay. like, just still yeah. in that, you know, because there's horror. I mean, there's people that we used to live nearby that said that they honked the horn because someone cut them off, and then they pulled over and you know was waving a firearm at them and stuff like that. So yeah, we tended not to be. Pro, you know, provocative to other people. Yeah. Um. Probably a good choice, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, Barbie's good. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know what I think about it, go back and listen to our Francis yeah. Hot episode. Um. And then I watched. I rewatched Slacker. Nice. I uh, watched it with my um uh, my sister and my brother in law. Um, who lived in Austin for a while uh, and had never seen it. So I was like, you guys got to watch Slacker. Yeah. Because um, it's all about Austin. Yeah. Did you Plus see I places just... that you recognized? Um, I mean, not really. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's so different now, I think. Um, there might be a couple of... I mean, you could probably figure out what is where... Um, but uh, there's no, there's not necessarily any significant landmarks. I mean, you can see the Capitol, I think, at one point in the background, yeah. uh, like the building. But um, other than that, it's it's hard to kind of, because it, it was 1990 when that mm -hmm. came out. So, like, it looks different, you know. Yeah. The vibe might still be the same. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. it's it's a cool movie. I you haven't seen it, right? I haven't. So I, I, won't I own it. Oh. oh yeah, on Criterion. Yeah, yeah. I won't be too spoilery, but it's like it's kind of like vignettes. Yeah, around the city. Nice. Uh, the camera, it but it like le like like the camera will follow one person for a while, and then they'll run into somebody. And then it'll follow that person and, and cool. not go with the, yeah. the first person. But the opening is uh 
I really like the opening a lot. Yeah. I mean, for one thing, it's shot on 16 millimeter. So the, just the look of it is nostalgic right away. Yeah. Um, it feels classic right away. Uh, and then, and the whole opening monologue is Richard Linklater himself playing the character. Um, and it's just such a great, and I know it's not his first, first movie, but if you're going to get into Linklater, I think it's a great start to his filmography. Yeah. And him as a filmmaker. Um, I was, I had rewatched it because I was listening to an interview with him recently and he was talking about how, I mean, that was the movie that kind of just set his career on fire. Mm. And, um, yeah, he was he was just like it it kind of was just luck in a lot of ways with like the the timing of the culture change. Yeah. Um cuz he said he went, you know, they were showing the film at different film festivals. He went to one up in I think it was like Seattle. Um it was like one of the northwest cities and uh he was like the they were pulling up to where they were screening the movie and there was just like a huge line of young people that looked just like the people that were in yeah. his movie. Yeah. And he was like, Oh, something clicked. Something's yeah. going on here. Yeah. You know? And it was like right at the time that like Nirvana was becoming popular. And, yeah. Um, so he thinks it's just like all, it all just like happened. It like, it just went along with the way that the culture was changing at the time, which I yeah. think helped. But that's the sign of a great filmmaker, isn't it? To have like your finger on the pulse and be like, yeah, hey, exactly. This is, this is the change in time. I want to make a movie about this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for his new film. What's his new film? I think it's premiering at the London Film Festival. Um, it's about, is it about a hitman? Let me have a look. I've added it to my watch list. Let me just pull it up. I think it's I think it's called Hitman. Um, a cop working undercover as the most in-demand hitman in Houston breaks protocol in order to help a desperate woman escape her abusive boyfriend. Oh, so it takes place in Houston. Yeah. Um, That's cool. Yeah. His, la- his most recent film also was all about Houston. Yeah. I think I moved Apollo? to Houston at just the right time. Yeah. Um, starring Glenn Powell, who was in Top Gun Maverick as like one of the new batch. Yeah. Who was also in Apollo 10 and a half. By the looks of it. So, and everybody wants some. So he's worked with Link Lady before. Nice. Well, this is cool. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he's a very exciting filmmaker to me. And I know we've talked about oh, him yeah. a lot on the pod, but yeah, I'm excited for anything he does. Yeah, man. <clears throat> you got to watch Slacker. I know. Yeah. Got to tick them all off. Yeah. Quit slacking off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so what have you been watching? Yeah. So I um I watched Walk the Line from 2005. Uh, the Johnny Cash um, biopic with Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon. Um, I Joaquin feel like- the Line? Yeah. <laughs> um when it came out I feel like it was it was like really highly regarded. And yeah. it's a film that I can remember watching when I was younger. Um and you know, I haven't watched it since, so I was like, okay, I'll go back and watch it again. 
I think the problem with these kind of films, especially biopics, is that when you've had something that's as inventive and fun as Elton John's Rocket Man, or uh-huh. Rocket Man about Elton John, which you know that I absolutely love, um, it just feels a bit boring. Yeah. Because this was like, okay, he's born, he's a kid, he's growing up, this happens, this happens. It's just a bit like, okay. You know, it just gets a little bit stale. Yeah. Uh, a bit pain by numbers. I mean, the performances are amazing. And yeah. They, they sing their own songs, which is really fun to watch. Um, and I gave it like three and a half out of five. You know, it was fun. I had a good time. I don't think I'll be going back to see it soon. Yeah. No. Um, but I quite like early Joaquin Phoenix. So yeah, it's nice to see him. I've actually never seen it. Yeah. But yeah, it's... he, I guess he was nominated, right? He didn't win. I don't think so. Yeah. Because yeah, he didn't um, win until Joker. Yeah. And then directed by James Mangold, who just recently did Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. That's right. Yeah. Logan and stuff. So, um, yeah, he seems to, you know, he's got a good back catalog. And like I said, it's perfectly fine. It's an enjoyable movie. It's just a bit flat. Yeah. Well, Elvis, I think, did a good job, too, of making yeah. it, like... More like the person. Yeah. 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 Or just, yeah, just something that's not your just regular biopic, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the way you've kind of got to go now, because it's just the... You know, we're inundated. Especially with Bohemian Rhapsody doing well. That was such a pain-by-numbers thing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that's... Hopefully more artistic expression is what we're saying. Um, And then I had the chance, I mean, I I know I was kind of talking bad about our local cinema chains, but they did show 2001 A Space Odyssey. Um, So I had the chance to go and see that on the big screen um, after our uh, Kubrick season, which we both, you know, 2001 is a phenomenal film. And I was good at that. I'd never seen it on the big screen. So had to go and see that, which I did. Um, Oh boy, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> um, I honestly think that the most chilling shot that Kubrick's ever filmed is how watching them talk through like the um, the bay doors. Oh right, when you yeah. can see their mouths moving but not hear them. Because yeah. after that, it like immediately goes to an intermission, and you're just like, uh, "Oh god, <laughs> yeah, what is going to happen now?" If you haven't seen it, obviously. Um, so the intermission was in there. Yes, they included the intermission, nice. which was nice. They included the, um, the kind of the opening at the beginning, the the score and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was a good time. It wasn't on film, unfortunately. It was project like you know digital. Yeah. But I think it was the new restoration or the latest restoration because the yeah. sound was excellent. Nice. So it was really quiet most of the time. Did you go with anybody? No, just sat on my own. Nice. And like, just kind of enjoyed what let it wash over wash over you yeah yeah (laughs) enjoyed it um and i went and bought the book as well so i'm going to start reading the book because i know that we when we talked about it kind of it improves the film yeah i've read from other people so yeah it's it's great and it's five out of five obviously yeah of course i mean it was the top kubrick film on our list right when we watched all of them yeah it's just, I mean, it, the fact that I'm still watching it, like, how did they do this? Yeah, and it it's, still holds up and looks yeah. amazing. And It's mad. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I'm glad that I did because I think it may come into our conversation in a minute about Robocop. Okay. So um, we'll probably come back to 2001, hopefully, in a little bit. Um, but now it is time to move on to our feature presentation. Robocop from 1987. The letterbox summary is part man, part machine, all cop, the future of law enforcement. In a dystopic and crime-ridden Detroit, a terminally wounded cop returns to the force as a powerful cyborg hunted by submerged memories. Bum, bum, bum. Um, I had seen this before. You had not. No. But you had wanted to see it, am I correct? Yeah, I think... Um, I can't remember when. I feel like maybe Zach mentioned it mm. at one point uh, and had talked about how violent it was, yeah. which seemed surprising <laughs> to me. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I had put it on my list, I guess, um, within the last year or so. And, uh, yeah, this movie is, uh, it's, it's hard to describe, honestly. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's so weird. I know. It's so, it feels so bizarre and like, almost like not even a real movie. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's a fever dream or something like yeah. um I think partially because it's you know from the late eighties, you know all the effects and stuff yeah. feel similar to effects that I've seen um it seems like it would be just kind of your like you were saying a paint by numbers storytelling yeah, yeah you know it's basically a superhero movie mm-hmm. um but somehow it really doesn't do anything you ex- kind of expect it to do i mean it does still have like your typical scenes you know yeah like but it also doesn't do the things you expect it to do, like him actually finding his family again. Or yeah. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't know. It just, it, it was great. It was, it was, it was yeah. a fun ride. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I really found myself, um, I mean, it, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. You know, I from one scene to the next, I didn't know where it was going or what was going to happen. Um, yeah, it's just such a it's it just sets such a place in time mm-hmm. when you're watching it because there's like the um, stop motion robots, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Yeah. There's like, but uh, and all the effects look really good, and then it's just super violent. It feels it just feels so weird. It's like I don't know who the movie is for exactly yeah. but i'm enjoying it you know yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean i think you're hitting on something there in terms of we don't get movies like this anymore yeah. because it's i mean it's a summer it's a blockbuster it's like a kind of a higher budget aiming at you know everyone kind of thing 
Um, but it's not for kids at all. Yeah. Um, and I think it's almost like, sorry to interrupt you, but no. it, it's almost like somebody, somebody doing like a B horror action movie yeah. got a bunch of money to do a bigger budget version. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels like, yeah, exactly. Just very adult, which you miss, yeah. you know, because he would, I mean, Robocop appeals to like everybody. I remember like the poster of him like standing with one foot in the car. Again, uh-huh. I feel like I've seen that all my life. Yeah. And it's just so ingrained in my head. Like everyone, you know, I can imagine kids wanting to see this movie. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and then you can see it and it's just, you know, blood everywhere. Yeah. And mutants and all that kind of stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That was just out of nowhere. I know, yeah. It it yeah, always like, surprises me when it happens. Yeah. <laughs> just the acid and it's just yeah. mutating and and it just goes on and on yeah. and on. and It's like the watery explosion when he hits the car. Yeah. It's not like then... bloody. It's like, you know. Very, very watery. Yeah. <laughs> it's so gross. And I mean, the guy, I mean, they, they set him up to be, you know, pretty despicable. Yeah. But still, it's like... It's, yeah, it's a bad death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do really like the stop motion. I know you mentioned it. There's yeah. something comforting about seeing the Ed 209 kind of stop motion its way into the... <laughs> into the um, the the like office, the um, conference room. I'm like, this is yeah. so comforting. I like seeing stop motion and practical effects. You know, yeah, it's great. What do you think that comes from? Like, what do you? Where do you think you first got your kind of nostalgia for that? I mean, I know it's like at the end of the first Terminator. Yeah, like when they're showing the Terminator like crawling or like running after them. I don't the know. End. You know, I think, I think even though it does, you know, you can tell it's an effect. I still feel like it looks more real than like effects now. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know where that comes from. I think I just I think being a lover of filmmaking and like films in general, I like to see those strings being pulled sometimes. Yeah. And you know that it was like a lot of work to get that the right ratio and to make it move and, looking well enough. Yeah. Cuz yeah. it's still it's like that it's like King Kong, you know. Yeah. It's like Exactly. They... Yeah. I don't know if it originates from the King Kong movie, yeah. but that that was definitely one of the biggest, you know, one of mm-hmm. the first big hits with like a bunch of effects yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. And you get the Ray Harryhausen, you know, like stop motion skeletons and stuff that look really cool. Yeah, um, and it just yeah, it just feels like cinema. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think the 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 weird feeling I have when I'm watching RoboCop is, is because there's so many different things that I have seen before put into one movie. Yeah. In a way that I've never seen before, if that makes sense. Cause like the part of the movie makes me feel like I'm watching like, was that movie? Like, I I think it was like short circuit or Mm. something. Mm -hmm. The Spielberg, like, TV movies about um like the friendly robot yeah uh I think that's what it's called and but then yeah but then like the stop motion and stuff reminds me of 
like obviously it's tied to old older very old cinema like king yeah. kong and then the practical effects remind me of you know star wars or do you know yeah. any great yeah 80s and 90s movie um and then it's just super violent which i think just adds like i just am not used to seeing that in a movie like this yeah um but yeah i mean i think the first bit of like ultra violence is uh <laughs> when they're having the meeting and the the uh they're <laughs> demonstrating that <laughs> robot yeah uh not the, the robocop but the other robot and then uh they get the guy to like hold the gun at him <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they're like all right you better drop the gun and he drops it and then it's like comply comply yeah. and then it just blows him to bits oh, no, yeah. <laughs> it's just like what the heck <laughs> like it's just so unexpected yeah especially also... watching it for the first time is like holy like what oh, am no. i watching yeah it just said i think that it's good because it sets the tone because they kind of like laugh it off a little bit yeah so as the audience you kind of know that the violence is not really to be taken that seriously. Yeah. But yeah, like someone's died, but they're like, you know, oh, there's still a few bugs to work out. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm sure the guy that comes up with Robocop in the lift is like, that's corporate America or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> kind of like, that's what you get. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And they just immediately start working out what they're going to do next. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you get, um, Murphy kind of being blown to bits before he becomes Robocop. Even that's ridiculous. You know, the hand gets blown off and then his arm. Yeah. And they unload, you know, like a whole mag um, magazine into him and then they're like, this guy's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just rolling around like, yeah. and then they finally shoot him in the head. Yeah. And thus, Robocop is born. Yes. The brilliant diarrhea eating Robocop. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a great way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> do um, they even show him eating in the movie? They, I don't, I don't think, think they, they do at all. I think it's just, just that one scene it. where um, Johnson, I think, is like, He's just like, mm, this is like baby food. This is really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you like the design of Robocop? Yeah. Um, I mean, I did, but it also felt, it was like the whole time I was like, how come nobody's shooting him in the mouth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I guess at one point he finally, like when all the cops are shooting at him, he does like cover his mouth or whatever. Yeah. Uh, with his arm. So I was like, okay, that makes sense a little bit. Yeah. But, um, but I guess it's all just metal behind his mouth anyway. Yeah. Cause it's once, just like his face, isn't it? On yeah, they just like stretch his face <laughs> over. I guess, cause like when yeah. he takes the mask off, which was also like, I did not expect that to happen. Mm. Um, yeah, it just looks like his face is stretched over a yeah, just a piece of metal. Yeah, exactly. 
I love that effect. I can't see where, like, I can't see the joints. You know, when you can, yeah. can see it, like, being, like, it's all strapped back. I can't see how they did that. Yeah. It looks great. I mean, Robocop as a whole looks awesome. Yeah. You know, he's a really cool design and character, and, you know, he has some great catchphrases. Um, I like it when he's in the convenience store and he pretty much destroys it and he's like, thanks for your cooperation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, his movements too. Yeah. Like the way that he moves is so robotic. Like it's yeah. over the top robot. Cause it's yeah. like, I mean, Iron Man is basically like Robocop, yes. you know, yes. but he doesn't move like that. Do you, the thing that struck me this time, and I know that it's maybe because we, we've just finished watching an Arnold film, but do you think there's a, there's a hint of like, parody of the terminator in this because his, uh, his his voice completely changes to a very arnold kind of you know thank you for your cooperation i know it's supposed to be a robot voice but yeah. to me i'm just like it feels like arnold as the terminator maybe i mean it's also but it i mean it, i guess it could be a parody if if they're doing it over the top, but that's what I was going to say is it's kind of over the top. Yeah. But you believe it. I mean, he's full on robot. Yeah. Cause also in a way it's kind of like T2 before T2. Yeah. It's like, what if the cyborg was on our side? Right. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of that. I don't know. Again, I think it's just because we watched the Arnold film recently, but I was like, I feel like this. It sounds like Arnold to me now. Yeah. You know, all his lines and stuff. And then somehow when he takes the top half of his helmet off, he's more human. He's not mm. as robotic, you know, when he's like, where did my family go? He seems yeah. more human. I don't know. But him as a robot is um, very Arnold to me. Well, I mean, I'm I'm sure that it had to be influenced in some ways, even if it was just like the filmmakers loved the Terminator and yeah, maybe yeah. I mean, it was a huge hit, right? It came out yeah, you know, probably while this was being written and everything. So there's got to be some influence there. Yeah, mm. for sure. Um, I have not seen any of the sequels. Neither have I, and I don't think you want Should. to. <laughs> yeah. I think they're either critically panned or straight to video. I I believe RoboCop three was straight to video. Oh wow. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Nancy Allen, who plays Officer Lewis, is in all three. But I think Peter Well is only in the first two. And then he drops out as well. Oh, okay. So, I assume he finds his family in the second one or something. I mean... Because that's where I kept expecting it yeah, to go. Yeah. Um, those scenes are really cheesy. Where he finds his... Yeah. Where he's going back to the house. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, I love you. <laughs> yeah yeah the wife was a little uh yeah a little too um perfect mm-hmm. <laughs> you know the perfect like okay. male fantasy i guess yeah dream wife for the late 80s she's just always at home always you know ready for bed <laughs> yeah looking after the kid 24 7 yeah yeah <laughs> um but I think the second one may be worth, may be worth seeking out because I know that we kind of talked about it off air. But it's directed by Irvin Kirshner, who obviously made one of the greatest 
um, sequels of all time. Yeah. Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes, Back. Strikes yeah. Back. So. Robocop is Robocop Strikes Back. Yeah. He's back. And the poster's really cool. It's like him coming out of like a solid bit of concrete. Nice. But he's just obviously punched his way through. So yeah. maybe. I'll have to I'll have to try and seek it out. <laughs> well, I would just be curious to see like how much more they lean into those like, yeah. effects and the gore and the Yeah. You know. Yeah, is it the Yeah, is it gonna be like a very like serious sequel that tries to do something a little bit different, or is it gonna be you know, more of the first one, but just not on the same level? Right. Hmm. There's only one way to find out, Brandon. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh somebody we haven't talked about yet is Kurt Kurtwood Smith. Yeah. Uh, he really wants to put a foot in the ass of Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great to see him in this. I, know, like, I don't yeah. think I've seen him in much <laughs> other than that 70s show. Yeah. And he is younger in this, but he just he d- kind of looks just the exactly, same. Yeah, he's just the same. Just as angry. Yeah. But um yeah, but he, you know, such a menacing uh, and authoritative villain. Yeah. I feel like there's a point of the 80s where the villains were just like suburban dads that wore trench coats. You know, he's very kind of unassuming. He's not like um, in Rocky IV, um, Drago. He doesn't, you know, he's not like this big man mountain. He's just like yeah. a, a regular guy. That loves guns and blowing up stuff. Yeah, and his team of um, team of like, I don't know, other villains, henchmen. <laughs> yeah, henchmen really remind me of like the Die Hard team, uh, in that they just yeah. each get like a really nice death throughout the film, <laughs> which is cool, satisfying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the guy that's like, mind if I zip this up. <laughs> <So hilarious>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, like whenever he yeah, that's how he gets her to Yeah, she she looks. It's like such a long moment. And yeah, then she looks and he's like, Poosh! like that's how he knocks her out. Takes it's this it's the stream of pee that stops when she's like, Freeze <laughs> It's just like <laughs> it's done. <laughs> His bladder shrunk. <laughs> yeah, and she gets like all shot at the end, so I wonder if she's a robot in the second one. Yeah. That's what I would have done. Yeah. Robocop two. Lewis is in it on, on it too. <laughs> um I think I don't know. I don't I don't I, I like that his I don't want to say sidekick, but I like that the person he's with that believes him is a woman and not a romantic interest. That's really interesting that like Yeah. You know, there's even one point where she like tries to console him as Robocop and he's like, don't touch me. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of like cool, but also I don't think that she's written to the standards that we would kind of expect now. You know, yeah. like that scene we were just talking about. She like, you know, she looks. Um, he's like, I'm willing to do the driving when they get into the car, even though she's obviously like, you know, knows the city a lot better. 
Um, yeah. There's a few instances where I was like, Ugh, 80s treatment of women. <laughs> Alert. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, but then, like you said, she's not... Uh... She's not, she's never like a romantic interest. No, exactly. You know, she's just a cop. Yeah. And I do worry, I do wonder if they kind of, they set her up to be, to feel more like a male. Because at the beginning, when she's kind of fighting that inmate, and then she kind of takes her helmet off and he kind of freezes as if to give you time to be like, oh, that's a woman, uh, you know, yeah. Um, which now you're just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is cool. It could have easily have been a man, but I don't know where any other women would have shown up in this film, if not. Yeah, and also, I mean, it it does feel, I don't know, like it feel like she feels more real, like she feels more like a real cop than I think I've seen in recent, yeah, movies. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, with because I feel like I don't know, we're getting to this weird thing now where like the women have to be models, but also they have to be action heroes. Yeah. And it's like, um, no. (laughs) Yeah. She doesn't do a lot of kind of like, you know, I mean, there's the fight at the beginning, but it's a bit more of a, like a scuffle. It's not like a, you know, karate in the precinct. And then later on, it's mostly gun use. You know, it's kind of, she's just a good shot. So, yeah, there isn't that kind of blend of the two. Yeah. Yeah. She's cool, though. Yeah. She kicks butt. Yeah, she does. Um, You know, kicks more butt? Robocop. (laughs) He's got some of the best, like, he just destroys everything. Yeah. Everything in his sight. I really like the, um, when that woman's kind of being attacked and he shoots the guy um, through... Like her skirt. Oh yeah, that's really cool. It shoots shoots him in the crotch through yeah. her dress. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Um, and then just he's just so violent. I know it's not yeah. even like enough to arrest someone. It's like I'm gonna throw you through everything that's in yeah. that's nearby until you submit. Um, I did only watch it once, so I'm trying to recall all the the great scenes, but yeah. um. Yeah, there were a, a lot of them. Because, yeah, I forgot about him shooting through the dress. And yeah. There's so many, like, quick things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like the whole thing is just just very entertaining. It is, yeah. Scene it's, by scene. It's kind of what we were talking about last week. It's such a refreshing take to watch something that's, you know, there's social commentary in there, like a lot of social commentary, but it's not, yeah. I don't know, it never feels like it's taken away from the entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of in the background to give you a sense of what this movie is trying to say. Yeah, it's just it's just so fun. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd buy that for a dollar. I like the line when um, Kurt Kurtwood Smith is uh, he's going over to the guy that created RoboCop, whatever yeah. that guy's name is. Mm-hmm. Um, like shoots him in the legs or whatever, and then. He just they, there's like the two ladies in there, and he's just like, "Bitches leave." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
and then uh, at the end, when RoboCop like makes his way back into the corporate offices, which honestly, the corporate offices remind me of Barbie a little bit. Yeah, just all male. Yeah, ridiculous lines. Yeah. Trying to take over. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, at the end when. <laughs> The guy takes him hostage, and then he's like, "You're fired." And he's like, "Thank you." Yeah. So he and has we, to wait till he's fired before he can yeah. kill the guy. Because <laughs> that's the secret fourth objective or uh-huh. directive. Um, and I love him falling out the window because it's obviously a puppet, and the arms are too long. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "This looks so weird." I know. <laughs> but then it's followed up. But it's like the you know, it's like the double tap. Of, we get that, which is funny. Just in view, and then we get Johnson doing like the the big smile and the thumbs up to RoboCop. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you killed someone. Good <laughs> job. <laughs> you killed a coworker. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> which I love. I think I'm going to use that gif all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> and like, when is this set? It just it just says distant in the future. future. Yeah, the future. Yeah. Did yeah. you see, um, I mean, it's supposed to be in Detroit, but did you see where they filmed it? Did you notice no. anything in the background? Uh, I don't think I noticed. It is shot in and around Dallas. You can see the Reunion Tower when oh. they're doing the, um, the car chase at the beginning. Wow. So all that stuff is like down on like a Dallas freeway somewhere. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I think I knew that at one point and just forgot. Mm. Yeah, because all the because at the beginning it opens with like a shot of Detroit, but I'm pretty sure that's just like a stock footage image. I don't think they ever did any for shooting around there. Yeah. Um, wow. So yeah, Dallas of the future today. That's cool. Yeah. Well, that's a reason to rewatch it again. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen any other films by Paul Verhoeven? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. Let me have a look. See. Have you? Yes, he did Basic Instinct, um, okay. which I've seen. Um, and then two years ago, he did Benedetta, which I watched, um, which I think I was like, eh, it was okay. But he also did like Total Recall, Starship Troopers, Showgirls. Um, so he's got, you know, big in the 90s. Yeah. I actually have not seen anything else he's made. No. Um, of course, Starship Troopers I feel like is pretty famous. Have not yeah. seen it. Showgirls have not seen it. Basic mm. Instinct have not seen it. Yeah. Haven't seen Total Recall. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, someone interesting, I think, to kind of go through the filmography. Yeah. Especially like just looking, just clicking on Total Recall. Like, yeah. Yeah, just another, like, just seeing like some clips here. Another, uh, it, it's just, it's such an, in, that that was 1990, such an interesting time for like big budget action sci-fi movies. Yeah, yeah. Because the effects are so dated, but mm-hmm. in a great way. Yeah. You know, everything looks real. Everything is like movie magic still. Yeah. Um. I think 
when you were talking earlier and you asked about like my aversion to kind of like new CGI, really, I think I've I've just realized where it kind of stems from. And I think it's Star Wars and it's Yoda being replaced by a CGI yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I know that for the second one, they had to do it because he does a lot of lightsaber action and fights a lot. That's hard to do while you've got a hand up your butt. But I, I mean, they could have done. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Like when that movie came out. Yeah. That was around the same. That was just a little while. Well, actually, actually a little bit before, because I think that came out summer 2002. Yeah. We had we didn't see Gollum until December of that year. Mm-hmm. And you just think about, like, that's basically the same effect. Yeah. Except I guess they, I don't know if they did stop motion with Yoda. Um, And Gollum was, like, instant classic, instant, like, Fans loved it. Yeah. Yeah, but with with Star Wars, it's like... I mean, they could have found another way to do it. It's just Lucas wanted to do CGI. Yeah. And then he was replaced. Even the puppet Yoda in the Phantom Menace was replaced for later editions. But to be fair, that puppet Yoda looked terrible. It didn't look good, no. Um, (laughs) I just wanted him to look like, you know, Dagobah Yoda forever. I know. That was my favorite. Just when he eats that little sausage thing. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite <laughs> clips of all time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they could have done like stop motion. Yeah. Something, something. Yeah. But that would have been, that might have been weird. Yeah. Mm. I don't it probably know, would have been. Yeah, it would have been looked a little weird. Especially, I, I mean, you know, Lucas has always been about pushing the. Like the what's possible forward, right? Like industrial yeah. lights and magic is about kind of keep reaching and reaching and reaching. So stop motion by the noughties probably feels ancient to him. Yeah. I so mean, it's all CGI. It would be interesting to see someone like redo yeah. some of those uh, prequels. Yeah. Like, re- not like reshoot them, but like, I don't know. Redo the effects. Yeah. Make them better. Mm-hmm. Update them. I mean, he yeah. did that with his other ones. He did. Oh, yeah. He loves to tinker. But I doubt they will yeah, do no. that because of all the backlash. Disney would just would not allow it, I don't think. Yeah. They barely let anyone see their films, let alone um, tinker with them. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the last thing that I kind of want to talk about is a pretty you know, meaty subject at the moment is the combination of like human and machine. You know, mm. there's a lot going on with the writer's strike and the Screen Actors Guild about, you know, AI and kind of coming into jobs and stuff. Um, but I feel like as as like creatives in cinema, it's always been pushed against. You know, yeah. Terminator was kind of like robots are gonna kill us. This is a little bit better but we still have like the, the you can't really control them very well. Yeah. You know, aspect of it. Um, Hal 9000 in 2001. He thinks like a human has, you know, but doesn't have emotions and he ends up, you know, trying to kill everybody. Um, I mean, yeah. Do you think that it's just because as filmmakers, people are more creative? So 
it's more of a personal voice. And AI is very, I don't know, like not <laughs> uh, individual. It's kind of, you know, a culmination of everything it's learned. Do you think that's why we're kind of as creative, you know, pushing against it? Yeah. Like it's ingrained in us to kind of be wary of anything new. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I, I think that. It's a big question to just be like. Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about some of this stuff lately with all the AI and the writer strike. And um, there's somebody I follow, another Zach's suggestion, uh, mm. Michael Jammin Ryder mm. is his Instagram. Uh, he's a, a screenwriter in Hollywood. He's been posting a lot of videos about um, the strike and stuff and yeah. educating people on what's going on. But a lot of what he's been saying is that, like, with AI, it's all just plagiarism. Yeah, and you're not you're not gonna have. Yeah, AI can do cool things and it can mm-hmm. assist you with things, but like, you're never gonna have the human element. No, which is what people connect to. Yeah, and why people connect to these stories. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just. I'm starting to get like a little. I, it's like when you think about something so much, you just you finally get to a point where you're like, I don't freaking know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I do feel. I mean, it's it's definitely not going anywhere. It's just gonna become more of an uh, assistance to people. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know, it, I think when. When people know that something is AI, um, it's just not going to be the same. Yeah. It's just never going to be the same. Like, even yeah. if you're, you know, like, it, even if you have a full-on robot serving you coffee at Starbucks, you know, that, yeah. you know, looks emo and, mm. like, sounds emo and acts like you know, your regular emo barista, Hmm. like just like, if you know that it's not human, like you're never going to interact with it the same that you would with knowing it's a human. Exactly. You know, it's just, there's going to be a disconnection. You're not going to, you're not going to be making a connection with anyone. No. Um, I think it's, I think it's likely that, uh, we're going to, it's going to make more sense to like use AI to assist us, yeah, or or to add it to um our human features in some way, like RoboCop does. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you know, not maybe <laughs> to the degree that you know we change our entire bodies into a machine, yeah. Yeah. but uh, but you know, our phones are kind of an extension of our bodies now Mm -hmm. for the majority of the human race like we don't go anywhere without it yeah yeah and we use it for everything we do yeah you know it's maybe not physically um attached to us but it kind of is yeah yeah you know we Mm -hmm. we take it everywhere um and i mean it's and so tech i think is only going to get better in terms of like the ways that we interact with it to the point where maybe it's easier to, I don't know. I feel like there's going to be a point where 
like because we just google things all the time there's going to be a point where we can get information to us much quicker yeah my perfect use of ai and i've been thinking about this a lot is literally kind of what's already out there but improved like hey i really like this film i want Mm. you to suggest a film that is similar in like theme yeah and not just have the same actor in it because when you look that kind of stuff up it's like you like last action hero why don't you try the last stand because it's got Arnold Schwarzenegger in it and you're like that isn't a good recommendation at all yeah where it's like okay this has got like a similar feeling to this one or something like that or I'm really in the mood to discover more 70s psychedelic rock. And it's like, okay, here's, you know, four albums that you should listen to or whatever. You know, that kind of thing where it's more, you know, it takes in the data that it's got and produces you recommendations or things that you should check out yourself. Not, I'm going to write a screenplay that's a rom-com. Yeah. When Netflix did something like that like 10 years ago. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. Vaguely. It it, It wasn't there for very long. I don't trust Netflix recommendations at all. Yeah, no. But like right. I wish they had kept it around yeah, and let just... it let it get better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it was like Yeah, it was like, what are you in the mood for? Yeah. Cause it would like it was literally like a robot voice that would like ask you what you yeah. wanted to watch and then it would suggest things. Yeah. It was Mine's kind like, of fun. You've got a ninety five percent match with the Gruffalo. Like, <laughs> what? Why? I've never watched any like animated films on this at all. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's uh, it knows what you're missing out on. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I'm still protective of it. Yeah. What What was that thing I sent you and Zach? I like. I th- I think I sent y'all like uh, I told Jet Chat GPT to like mm. tell me that the greatest films ever made. And yeah. And I was like, now make them into one movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like 2001 was in there. Yeah. I can't remember what it was now. It was really funny. <laughs> Maybe we should read that on our we should. 100th 100th. episode. Yeah. Do a table read of the greatest film ever made. <laughs> I do feel like it would be. Um, maybe disrespectful to the people that are striking so that this doesn't happen for us to do a <laughs> table true, read yeah. of an AI written script. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's very true but I, f- I forgot to mention as well like even metropolis from like over 100 years ago is telling us or just under 100 years ago was telling yeah. us hey robots are bad yeah <laughs> they have a mind of their own don't trust them yeah we've been we've been warned man like we've been warned we just gotta hope it goes robocop way like you said and not yeah any other way yeah, when, whenever we infuse a human mind with the AI mind, it's got to be a a good cop. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Maybe not a cop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just a a good guy. Don't give him a gun. Yeah, just you know, let him sit in a room, smiling and drinking tea. <laughs> just a good guy for once. I don't know, man. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see some interesting things happen. We definitely are. Yeah, in our life. Um, yeah, and I hope the RoboCop was one of those interesting things that you saw. It was. Yeah, I think that it's also a film that the more you can quote it, the better it gets. Like this time, because I've seen it quite a few times. This time, I was really like getting into the the one liners and the yeah, you know, and the ridiculousness of it all. Um, so it just kind of gets better and better. Yeah, that's that. That makes sense. I'm sure I'm going to watch this a few more times. 
Yeah, it's it's a it's a really good. I know that you're kind of you like sharing films. It's a really good film to watch with an audience because it's yeah. so ridiculous and over the top and like entertaining. Yeah, exactly. it would go. You know, if you went to one of the Alamo Draft House like hopped up cinema where you could mm. drink and watch this, that would be yeah. spot on. A good time. That'd be the way to do it. Yeah. Um, do you want to guess what we rated it on Letterboxd? Let's do it. Cool. Um, I saw uh, your previous rating. Yeah. Uh, I think it maybe it went up a little bit, so I'm going to mm. say four and a half. Mm. I'm going to say you rated it four. Correct. Perfect. You are also correct. Yeah, it did nice. go up by half a star. Um, yeah, it's so much fun. So much fun. Yeah, it is a really yeah great time. And it's included in the 1001 films you will see before you die, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, you should watch this. You Perfect. heard it, folks. Yeah, if you haven't seen it and you've listened to us talk about it, uh, sorry about the spoilers, but you should definitely go and watch it. It's a blast. It's great. Um, talking of having a blast, what are we going to be watching next week, Brandon? Next week, uh, Lewis is going to be our 95th episode. Oh, boy. Is it 95th or is it 94th? 94th. Nearly is 95. It really? Yeah. Because October has five weeks. So the whole of October is going to be like the f- countdown to 100. How did I get this wrong? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was uh, the reason I picked this film, I was like, um, yeah, I guess I did get it wrong. I was like, oh, it's going to be episode 95. I'll pick a movie from 1995. <laughs> <laughs> but now I can't because it's episode 94. Now I can still pick this movie, yeah. I think. <laughs> I was just looking at movies from 95. Yeah. And uh, which ones I hadn't seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so for episode 94, we're watching a movie from 1995. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably shot in 94 yeah so. yeah exactly yeah let's i mean you'll have to look at like the release date if it's january man it's close yeah yeah <laughs> but uh neither one of us have seen this film i think Ooh. it's 12 monkeys oh awesome okay cool which you haven't seen right i have not seen no it just looks kind of interesting i i don't know anything about this movie it's got bruce willis and brad pitt i think yeah so, which is a combination I don't think I've seen. No. no, no. I'm not um, laughing at that. I'm laughing because I just looked up when it was released and theatrically it was 29th of December 1995. So we could not get any further away from 1994 in that year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, oh um, well. It, you know, it's going it to be is good. What it is. Yeah. Math is hard. <laughs> <laughs> In an alternative uh, universe, we may have been talking about. Uh, let me have a look at nine ninety four. The mask next week. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> saved, yeah. saved you guys. Yeah. Well, perfect. That's going to be next week. I'm looking forward to watching that and talking about it. Um, if you've seen the film that we're going to be talking about next week, or indeed RoboCop, please, please, you know, let us know what you think. Write in, email, whatever. Um, we'd love to start a conversation and kind of hear your thoughts as well 
Um, if you want to do so, you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Film Church Radio. Um, and you can also follow us individually on Letterboxd. Uh, Brandon is at Salmon Scope, and I am at Walker Lewis 3007. Um, you can see what I've been watching, um, and we can see what you've been watching too. I want to see everybody's Letterboxd accounts. Um, we also have all of our back episodes streaming, so you can go and check them out. Um, it would help us out, and we'd love to, you know, we'd love to listen. So please go ahead and do that. Um, thank you so much for being here, though, and listening to us talk about Robocop. And the cop's fun. You should go and watch it. We're going to go watch it again right now. Um, but we'll see you next Sunday for more Film Church. And the only thing left to say is... Robo! Excuse me, Robo. Any special message for all the kids watching at home? Stay out of trouble. Amen. Amen. I think, uh... It is episode 95. <laughs> yeah, because uh, we have Last Action Hero is going to be 93. I was like, there's something. <laughs> it all worked out. I'll just leave this part in. All right, bye.